was that? It's studio audience. Here we go. Thank you, thank you, one and all. We're back once again on the Planet Platypus Extravaganza. You know who it is? It's your boy, Jiggy Josh Fiore. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Wow. We got as well uh, my man, DJ Platypus, in the building right here. Yeah, man. And my boy, Bobby Max, in the building as well. What's up, Hello. Bobby? Okay. <laughs> What's up, fellas? Everybody's here, back together once again. What's going on? Very tired. Yeah, the man. The planet is tired instead of the planet is back. <laughs> I'm Jeez. fired up. I'm fired up. Thank but, God. But I know you had a, a big week over there, Toots. Tussie's Cabaret. <laughs> yeah. It was like the uh, it was like the apocalypse, man. Yeah. I mean, it really was. It was crazy. Um, you know, everybody's asking, how was your weekend? It's kind of hard to describe. It was... Really, like, it was so busy that you just didn't have a chance to even blink. You know what I mean? Did you get the standing room status? Oh, my God. Dude, there was literally, on the weekends, weekends, on the weekend, there was literally a two-hour wait just to get into the club. We turned the club over probably three times in the course of a night. And for those who have never been to Tootsie's, I mean, this place is huge. Yeah, it's uh, 90,000 total square feet, including oh, our parking man. garage. 90,000 square feet. Yeah, so you imagine years. that as standing room only gives there you an idea how busy it was. About, I would say about 3,000 at capacity in the main room. We probably insane. had another 1,000 in the sports bar. I mean, it was it was insanity. That is insanity. Yeah. Crazy. Tons of celebrities. Tons of... <laughs> and here was the thing. Like... Um, I really thought we were going to have a lot of Kansas City Chief fans. You know, we're kind of a blue-collar club. We're, you know, I mean, we, we play to the masses. Everybody comes to the club. But, yeah. you know, uh, it's it's the club that I thought that Kansas City fans would gravitate to. There were so many 49er fans. We had all that Silicon Valley man. money in there. It was nuts. Like, I, a lot of computer geeks. I'm shocked because, like, I the Kansas City story was just an awesome story. I know. You know, like, that's, I thought that was what, they're going to be the favorite. I mean, we had some. It wasn't like we just had Frisco fans, but the San Francisco fans were dominating. Like, you know, you as an MC, you go up and try to gauge a room. Oh, where, totally. Where are these people? Where are these people? Oh, they must have hated it. Yeah. It was, it was <laughs> the last some. three minutes and 30 seconds. Like, I'm not even, as you know me, I'm not even a sports fan. I'm yeah. like the red guy. I like the red guy. <laughs> yeah. And we, my wife and I were glued to the television. 
and yeah. and shout, wow. my wife is shouting shit. The cats are running because they, they've never heard her yell before. Like she was excited. <laughs> that was the most exciting three and a half minutes in football for us. Like that was that was a great. You know, what an amazing game. Yeah, it really yeah, was. I mean, game. I wish I could have seen even a play of it. I, I really <laughs> I, I had really all the didn't. KC fans in my place this weekend. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. what Bianca was saying. Yeah, yeah, it was weird. I I didn't see any 49ers gear, a lot of Chiefs stuff, and just a lot of new people in the club. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, I know a lot of fun. I know Scarlet's was crazy busy. I haven't I haven't even had a chance to even talk to them and find out. Like I'm dying to call Sean and be like, okay, let's compare war stories. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, at one point on Sunday, I saw our GM was literally in the kitchen trying to hold the line down. You know what I mean? Like there were so many food tickets. Oh yeah, yeah, that yeah. During the game, that people were like losing their minds, and like I, I went in and like, do you need anything? He goes, you want a waitress? Like you know, <laughs> it was like that. I mean, yeah. it was like it's one of those uh, events where you know you really get to see who on your team is really shining everybody. Stars, there, there, you know? there, honestly, there wasn't yeah. one person on our entire team that I saw that was dogging it. There were a couple of people that were kind of being moody bitches, but I think that happens after like five straight days sure. of like getting your head kicked in. Yeah. But even our director of operations, our president, uh, you know, Ed Anikar, I w- I personally witnessed this guy running upstairs taking his suit jacket off rolling up his sleeves and just getting dirty getting shit done you know what i mean because it was like it was that kind of a all hands on deck type situation like i said we turned that room over three separate times every single night and bobby you know what you've been in that room you know exactly what that's like that's human it's like turning over a small mall oh yeah (laughs) for christmas in the millions not million, millions of dollars of singles that went through wow. that room. I mean, just it was like it's a lot of ass money. A lot. It was a very unsanitary <laughs> night. It really was. There was a lot of ass money going on, and it Poop was just, dollar. You know, and the the everybody did very well, but it was like, I you know that they. It's very cliche to say, but like. You lost a year of your life doing that. I feel like I lost years off my life. That it was the long M two and I kept saying to each other all week, "This is like a month. This week feels like a month." Yeah, you were training for this game like you were on the team, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and and you know, hats off to the entire staff, not just the DJs, but everybody, waitresses, bartenders, upper management, lower management. The bathroom attendants. I mean, the the valet. They should all be listening to this if they're going to get thanked. Everybody yeah. got yeah. like just did what they had to do, man, and it was nuts. But we got through it, and we entertained the shit out of a lot of people. Josh and I yeah. were taking a bet on where you were last week. I don't know if you heard the show, but yes, I did. We uh, <laughs> we gave the audience a few options, and I was wondering if you wanted to. Uh... I was actually taking care of something for Super Bowl that had to get done. Um, something that was—it's—it's it's a stupid story, but long story short, I was working. You were on a boat with Pitbull, weren't you? I was not on a boat. <laughs> yeah, he was on the yacht. I really was not. Speaking of Pitbull, must have been furious that Dude. he wasn't <laughs> involved in this Super Bowl halftime show. I, I want to talk about that at some point in the show. I want to talk yeah. about the halftime show. All right. I have a couple stu- Super Bowl stories I wanted to share with you guys. Um, you know, there's a lot to talk about with the Super Bowl. I mean, there's so much that we haven't really seen each other in yeah, a couple of weeks. Yeah, it's been a while. You guys did a show without me last week. It wasn't that, the same. It was weird listening <laughs> it was, to it, man. It, it was like, 
you know, like I thought you guys did a great job. It was entertaining as hell. Yeah, there's a couple of pauses where, like, you would normally come in and keep keep the scene, <laughs> you know, keep keep it going, but it, it wasn't there this time. So it was just. And you Bobby know, was, was little... starting to run into different places. Like I'm at home going, "No, Bobby, go this way. Go left, Bobby. <laughs> yeah. Go left," because I could just see like he was, you know, yeah. going. It was great. Yeah. I, I I was uh, so happy yeah, that was, you guys did that do, show yeah. without me. Uh, that, that, believe me. Uh, ten years ago, my ego would not have been able to make that statement. Yeah, uh, I guess I'm much more mature now today. Yeah, because uh, I was Older so wiser. happy you guys did that. That was fun. But uh, let's do a quick live read. What okay. do we got? Uh, well, you know, gentlemen, let's talk about Panda for a second. Okay, the let's professional talk about adult nightclub DJ association. Yeah, if you're is. a club owner, or if you're a DJ and you're listening, you're not familiar with Panda. You got to check them out at pandamembers.org. President Dane Hansen is there with a, uh, a, a plethora of valuable resources that you could use as a DJ, whether it's uh, Danny Myers training videos or music charts. There's a lot of resources there. It's a community of professionals that are all there to help you become better at your job and therefore making the club and the industry better as a whole. Yeah, so if you're a club owner or if you're a general manager and you make decisions in your club, you should reach out to Dane Hansen or Jeb Gerald and uh you know ask them hey i need a dj you got anybody i'm sure panda can point you in the right direction right bobby i absolutely believe that all right absolutely so yes pandamembers.org is where you can find those fine professionals over there at the panda association you're right i think i'm gonna like the live commercials <laughs> a lot better really yeah i think so you want to do another one not really but okay. that, that was cool <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was really cool. Yeah. What, I, what I do want to do is the ultimate live commercial right now. Okay. I want to get the president on the phone. Really? Well, not not Donald Trump. Oh, I thought you had Bobby you had hasn't that. figured okay. out that impression yet, but he will. <laughs> he will, damn it. He's working it's, on it's it. It's been done. It's, it's, he's working on yeah, it. Yeah, so many good people at it. Like, it's 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 somebody else's now. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. Yeah. So, so are you talking about? Jesse Lee. Oh, one of the founding fathers of religion tequila yeah. since they are our um our title sponsor i wanted uh i just wanted to rap with jesse and get us get the tequila story you, you know, know platypus speaking of religion tequila <laughs> their vision is their obsession using only the purest organic ingredients and time-tested distillation process to create a true reflection of their commitment and collaboration with nature it starts uh, with the process of carefully sourcing and steam cooking 100% organic blue agave and then distilled in small batches at the distillery, the highest in the world, in fact, located high in the mountains of Mazamitla. Mozzarella again? <laughs> of mozzarella meatloaf, Mexico. Mozzarella. I've been there. Mazamitla. Uh, the crisp, cool temperatures up there at the high altitude uh, with the slow aging process in uh, virgin oak barrels gives the tequila heavenly characteristics and a strong aroma setting it apart from any other tequila and i'm sure jesse will elaborate on that <laughs> you know it's funny mozzarella meatloaf mexico was uh, <laughs> yeah. it was one of the stops uh for my yeah. honeymoon cruise oh i thought that <laughs> I, I thought that was your first sweatshop yeah i, I didn't well, know that okay. we took you can take excursions there right right yeah. gotcha down to, we uh, took segways up and down the mozzarella meatloaf mountain <laughs> yes. and back down oh yes. did you see the gravy waterfall over there it's, it's a beautiful sight <laughs> did over you there. have a preference whether it was the mozzarella or the meatloaf i was mozzarella side you were on the mozzarella, the mozzarella yeah, side yeah it's uh, a little more beautiful you know yeah yeah, yeah very very uh tropical over there yes okay so uh we're gonna get jesse on the phone right now and yeah. uh you know for our listeners josh got a new toy in case you guys haven't <laughs> haven't realized but 
Yeah. Apparently, um, Josh went out and uh, spent some money on the show, which Bobby and I are grateful for. I'm very grateful. But uh, apparently, Josh is, uh, you know, Wait, oh, I'm, so, oh, I'm sorry. Josh has a new uh, system where he can yes. Bluetooth calls right into the soundboard. Yeah, that's what I'm attempting to do that right now, actually. Is it working? Um, why don't you guys just continue talking and we're going to. So, gonna... Bobby, about that mozzarella trip. Yeah. <laughs> the sandwiches there, by the way, fantastic. Yeah, who knew you'd get such a good Italian sandwich in Mexico? I'm really excited. You're doing both EDIs this year? You're hosting both? I am, actually, which uh, I had to get permission to do. But uh, the, thankfully, I work with an amazing crew, and, and you know, Jimmy's very supportive. Scott's Cindy very gave supportive. you permission for both? <laughs> yeah, Cindy actually bought me a, an amazing, loud, Freddie Blassie-looking jacket. You were for Christmas, right? Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, I, I can't wait to see you that. Jesse. Jesse. Hey, what's going on? What's up, Jesse? It's Platypus, Josh, and Bobby Mack. Hello, guys. What's up, man? Can you hear us okay? Uh, yeah, I can hear you just fine. Awesome. Fantastic. So, Jesse, uh, were you uh, happy with the results of the Super Bowl? What did you do for the Super Bowl Sunday? Did you have anything special? Uh, just went over to a friend's house, watched the game, and then uh, that's about it. Nothing special. Just hanging out with friends. That's the way to do it. Yeah, man. yeah, it's kind of I can't. low key, but uh, we enjoy a lot of good tequila. I'm sure, I was just going to say, you must have brought the religion to that party, right? Yeah, we did. We did. We all uh, worship uh, tequila and seek religion. Nice. See, it's we, catching on. We, we've, <laughs> we've got one of the founding fathers of the greatest aguave on the planet. Yeah. He's actually using our tagline right now. Isn't <laughs> yeah. that cool? And, I, and we haven't even properly introduced him yet. Ladies and gentlemen, um, the one of the founding fathers of religion, tequila. See that little space over there? <laughs> I like that. Mr. Jesse Lee is on Jesse the phone. Jesse Lee. Our title sponsor, Religion Tequila. Uh-oh. Jo- I was going to hit it with the applause, but I hit the wrong button. You hit the wrong button. <laughs> I'll get used Jesse, to this. Jesse, thing. Josh got a new uh, sound effect toy, and he's just, I think he's addicted to yeah, it. I was trying to give you a standing ovation, Jesse. There it is. <laughs> so, Jesse, what did you think of Josh's uh, religion spitfire that he did? I, I'm re- I haven't talked to you in so long. I'm curious to hear um, what you thought of that. No, I absolutely love it. Absolutely yeah, nice. It. That was and, a lot uh, of fun. Yeah, and I sent it to the rest of the team, and they thought it was great. Now, so, are they are they playing that at the Religion Tequila offices twenty four seven over the loudspeaker? Yeah, yeah, we have it circulating twenty four seven. Nice. We could have them do it in Spanish if you want to send it <laughs> to the people, you know, getting the aguave ready. We could do that. Yeah, I mean, let's talk about That's that for a minute. Like, 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 how do you how do you just decide you're going to start a, a tequila? Uh, company i mean like where, where does that start um i guess i can blend to my uh clean break uh old cancun days right so in, in high school um oh, wow. yeah i always had a passion for tequila and uh you know the opportunity presented itself for me to be involved in this brand so you know i definitely uh kind of jump on this opportunity yeah yeah definitely what, what, what is it that that sets religion apart from the other tequilas out there on the market well, I mean, you know, start from the juice itself, right? I mean, we're 100% organic, right? So uh, one of our mission statements from the company starting off was, you know, to educate the consumers. Because uh, a lot of times people have a label like 100% blue agave, 
But the fact is, you know, there's a huge difference between organic versus not. You know, uh-huh. you're talking about seven years of pesticide free, right? Because usually for agave to ripe, it's about seven years. So when you take that into account of seven years of pesticide, I mean, that's a huge difference between us being organic yeah. and non-organic. Now, what about the tequila with the worm in it? Do you guys do that? <laughs> <laughs> nah, no, we don't, we don't, we don't do tequila with the worm. Do you know the story behind the worm thing? I, I don't know if there's like a reason for that, why there's the worm in the, the bottle of tequila. You no, know, there used to be those tequila bottles. Yeah, yeah, the worm yeah. Those it. are yeah. usually like the Mexico ones, though, that are like from like a yeah. small town in Mexico. I mean, those are, I don't know the story behind, Bobby, do you know the story behind the worm? I think it went around the campfire that the the worm would collect the sediment, but I would imagine you put a, a living thing in, in a bottle of alcohol, it's pretty much dead in a few seconds. So I can't imagine. The <laughs> truth of, Jesse, what about you? Do you have, do you have any idea why there's a worm in, in some tequila? Uh, no, I don't know, but I can tell you, I won't be drinking that tequila. <laughs> <laughs> do you know, I saw once a bottle of, I don't know what it was, but it came from Vietnam and there was a snake <laughs> like a snake in a, I'm like it was a big black snake in this bottle of some type of like like formaldehyde like what, what no was no it, it was it was an alcohol that you drink really it. yeah yeah they were doing shots was it from uh, Vietnam or somewhere Philippines or somewhere out there yeah it was have you ever had a tequila worm no, but I've had the uh, the tequila lollipop with the worm. Ew. Yeah. That's worse. Yeah, yeah, it was just, you know, I was a kid. That's way worse. Started... Like I could see slamming it, but I can't see savoring it. Yeah, yeah, I was savoring <laughs> it. <laughs> That's pretty crazy. Yeah. So so Jesse, this is really a, our first introduction for you and the strip club industry. So why why do we have to have religion in the strip club industry? What is it about the strip club industry that that you found to be a pairing? You know what I mean? Because money. No, I mean besides <laughs> money. Like, uh, there's got to be something. Like, give give me an idea, Jesse, of what what got us together. How did this initially happen? Were you like a fan of strip clubs, or is it, was it just a means to an end type of thing? Well, I can definitely say I'm a customer. <laughs> um, no, but, uh, you know, I, I, I think, you know, what, what, what makes it unique is, uh, we're kind of still in the startup phase, right? Right. So I think, you know, a lot of big, I think corporations are kind of shying away from the industry, which I find to be, you know, drinkers, right? I mean, you know, it's hard you go to a chip club, you order a warm glass of milk, right? <laughs> right. So, so I just think, you know, there's an opportunity there. And, you know, and I just think, you know, with our name, with our branding, I just think it's a, it's a good fit together. I agree. Yeah, it is cool. Yeah. It's got that cool factor. And, and look, the bottle itself looks really cool. Like, they took a lot of time into that. I mean, that's like when you start out an alcohol company, that's got to be like one of the main things, right? You have to have a cool bottle now, right? I mean, how much of your R&D went into that? Like, how much time goes into actually designing the bottle versus the actual formula of the tequila itself? Well, actually the bottle itself took almost a year. Yeah, I was amazing. And, you know, being the unique triangular shape, it actually uh, eliminate a lot of manufacturers that's able to produce the triangular shape. So uh, it definitely took us a long time to get that uh, completed. Is there like a lot of... Um, do, do you have to, like, secure that somehow? Like, put on patents and provisional patents and things like that on the design? Or 
Is it just like you have an artist, you pay him, he gives you a bottle, and you're done? Yeah, actually, uh, we don't have it patented, but uh, I mean, you know, we did have it professional design. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I mean, I think there's like another triangular bottle out there in the market, but it's not as triangular like ours. It's a little, a little bit more rounded on the edges, right? So it's a little bit different than ours. I know, like when I'm when I go to, well, I'm not at a bar, but at a liquor store, I'm going to buy something. <laughs> I got some people coming over. I'm going to entertain. I always look for the cool bottle of whatever it is I'm getting, whether it's wine or tequila or whiskey. I actually have a bottle of whiskey up here. It looks like an old gas can. I just I like. I like the design factor. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm a sucker for good advertising. I think religion definitely has that on lock with the design of the bottle and now with this partnership. And well, that. and a healthy option, which is, you know, unheard yeah. of yeah. with any alcohol, really. Yeah. I mean, well, it, it's, it's organic. It's clean. It's clean. Yeah. It's something that you can infuse in a lifestyle. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're a fitness guru like Bobby Mack and I clearly are. <laughs> right. And, and we're, we're seeking this lifestyle of being clean and fit and healthy. We're not going to go out and, and, you know, slam a bottle of Cuervo and try to pass it off as us being, you know, fitness guys. However, <laughs> if we found religion with our lifestyle, we could organically stay in sync with, you know, with that lifestyle, right, Bobby? Yeah, and for me, like, there's nothing better. Like, the organic taste really comes out when, especially when you're doing a body shot off of the back of a sweaty bartender. And the, <laughs> and the tequila comes down the ass crack and then off into your tongue. Right. You're really going to taste that organic difference. It's like a filter. Me. <laughs> a filtration yeah, system. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, uh, but that's just me. I got to tell you, yeah. I can't taste the difference in tequilas i never could you really can give, you, oh i you definitely could, can you could put five cups in front of me and blindfold me and and i would wolf we them should all do them. that next week but i'll tell yeah, you that's this definitely on the point but i next. will say this i don't make that bitter beer tequila face when i drink religion there's something about that that's smooth it's smooth is, yeah, I, I guess I can attribute to smoking weed is is, is kind of weird as we're talking to Jesse about <laughs> yeah. tequila and I'm going to bring up weed. Yeah. But, you know, like when you smoke weed, you cough a little bit. When you smoke really good weed, you cough a lot. Yeah, <laughs> it's it, it's it's the opposite with the tequila. Like when you make that face, it's bitter. There's something. It's, it's it tastes like uh like like alcohol, like poison. <laughs> well, it's your taste buds. Re- <laughs> right. It's basically your taste buds rejecting right. what it is that you're putting in your mouth. Right. However, with the organic, you know, blue agave, yeah. the the beautiful uh the beautiful taste of religion, it's a lot different. It just goes down so smooth. It's like. Well, plus, they won the, uh, the double gold medal in uh, 2017 at the uh, Las Vegas Global Spirit You Awards are clearly reading for, that right for, now, be, Josh. For best tequila and best Blanco. Jesse, he's clearly reading that for the record. No, I, I did my to... research. <laughs> this is what I do, man, as a podcast host. We research these things. So, Jesse, you have a platform right now, which is our show. You have, uh, you know, uh, we have a fan base that's in the, the demo and the industry that you want to hit. What do you want to tell our friends as far as... How are we going to get this into all the clubs across America? Because I'm committed to it. Josh is committed to it. Bobby is clearly committed. Where do you see what Bobby's going to wear at Expo? But we are clearly committed to the cause. But you're our leader. What is it that you want to express to the industry? Why should everybody carry your particular brand of alcohol in their clubs? Well, I mean, for one, I think uh, our brands definitely offer quality products, right, to uh, their clients. And uh, hopefully they find our brand to be fun, exciting, and new. And uh, we can like just have fun and build this relationship together. 
Um, I think this opportunity is great, and uh, we definitely appreciate it. And uh, we hope, uh, you know, everyone will embrace uh Worship the tequila and seek religion. Exactly. Yes. And, and I'm going to translate that for all of our stripper friends listening right now. What Jesse is saying is that we're going to start a cult this year. And our first cult <laughs> meeting is going to be at Expo at the Religion Tequila booth, which is going to be right next to the main stage, which is going to be sponsored in part by Planet Platypus. Yes. These two worlds are colliding, and we are looking to build an army. No, a team. No, a cult. Right, Josh? That's right. It's a religious cult. Yes. Because we are all going to find religion together. Yes. And we're going to make sure that everybody's educated so that they can educate the powers that be to get this in their clubs, on their shelves, because that's where it needs to be. Right, Bobby? That's what I, I'm going to wear. What do you see? What are you going to wear? I'm going to, yeah, it's like the Pope outfit, but right. in black and purple. Oh, you're going religion. You're oh, going yeah. completely oh, religion. Oh, God. I'm going to have people chanting shit that they don't even understand. Wow. We're going to go Latin mass in the fucking up and down the aisles. With strippers in tow behind Bobby's going to have people yeah. kissing his rings in front yeah. of the religion booth. We'll be passing out fucking prayer candles with our logo on it and everything. <laughs> nice. that's, how, that's how we should advertise it, too. Fucking prayer candles. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Come to the religion booth for your fucking prayer candles. You know, I'm sure the, that's going to go over if the, great. If the Methodist Church of Las Vegas hasn't tried to shut down the expo yet, they, they surely will. will now. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, Je Jesse already <laughs> knows. Like, we've had multiple conversations off the air where I've told Jesse, like, hey, listen, we can get a little carried away. You know what I mean? Like, don't be surprised if Bobby comes in, you know, carrying a, a 12 foot long crucifix, you know, and, you know, and, and, and Jesse did, in fairness, Jesse gave us parameters in case there's any attorneys listening right now that want to get any funny right. ideas. Understandably so. Um, Je Jesse definitely gave us parameters. It's, it's, it's good entertainment, but it has to be done. How did, what was the word he used? Uh, he used a, a word. Well, it can't be sacrilegious. Well, I mean. Yeah, we can't cross that line. <laughs> right. Oh, I, mean, I can. It's a fine line between having a good time and blasphemy. Well, and we're going to see the target. And the reason for that, and I'm going to ask Jesse to tell the story real quick, is there is a valid reason where there was a problem with the Mexican government and your tequila at one time. Right, Jesse? Yeah, yeah. Tell um, that. Please tell our listeners that story. Oh, wow. Um, so um, when the first uh, set of uh, religion uh, labels were completed, um, you know, due to the Mexican churches actually complained about our label. So what we had to do was we actually had to set up a meeting. And at that time, the founder of the company had to fly from New Zealand to Mexico to meet with the head of the churches and, uh, and also the government officials to come to a compromise on changing the label in order for us to export religion out of the Mexico. Now, was this the label with the sacred heart on it? Uh, I noticed there was two different labels I saw. One of them had a sacred heart, and the other one was just the logo with the Well, the RT the with the cross yeah. is, a, is a genius, genius idea. Yeah. You still with us, Jesse? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought, thought I lost you for a second. So, so how far did this go? Did you guys think that, oh, shit, our company's going to literally have to dissolve because of this? Or, I mean, was there a point of, did, did you ever feel threatened or anything? I mean, it sounds like, to me, it sounds like one of those episodes out of Narcos on Netflix. Like, for <laughs> real. It's kind of crazy. But did it ever get, like, really serious? Or can you even talk about that? Um, yeah, I mean, it, 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 it got serious enough to where we were um, banned from exporting. 
the bottle, right? Yeah. But, you know, but uh, we came to a compromise to where, you know, we're able to just kind of change up our labels and, you know, they were okay with it. They just, they just didn't really like our, our original label very much. It's strange that they would ban you from exporting. Like, I, if they don't like your label, it seems like they would ban you from selling. <laughs> right. But they, if they don't like your label, you can sell it here. Would you just can't ship it anywhere else? Yeah, they wouldn't allow us to export Mexico, which you know that would become a problem, right? Because you know yeah. they're number one export, and you know we weren't able to get to the U.S. or anywhere else globally. I guess because it's a product of Mexico, so I guess they figured they don't want well, it to that, look like it's sacrilegious or some something, you know, coming out of Mexico. I don't know, but that's interesting. So let's talk about distributing real quick. So, I want to know what the old label was now. <laughs> well, we'll ask Jesse off the air. So, because uh, there was legal stuff behind it, so I don't want to go into it too deep. But um, let's talk about distribution really quick. So you have just been approved East Coast distribution, right? So where can we have religion ship to where, where are we starting where's our starting point okay um well currently we're in texas louisiana colorado and nevada um, are all our friends on the radar yeah so when when we're on the radar for florida and new york massachusetts connecticut and california in first half of this year nice yeah. so when does that become official um right now you know we're kind of selling all the paperwork with the state so i'm hoping uh that we can have products into those new uh states probably by second quarter of this year so by expo really so by by the time expo rolls around we should really be able to push hey man you need to get this in your club in in florida you know what i mean because by that Uh, point it should be done right yeah yeah we'll, we'll definitely be rolling in all right, awesome, Bobby. You're on Florida, Josh. Uh, you're gonna take Rhode Island. I'm gonna take Texas. Okay, uh, and we'll just, uh, you know, we'll just get this ball rolling. Nice, absolutely. So, J- Jesse, um, is there anything else you want to say to the strip club industry about religion, tequila, or even about your company or about yourself? No, I just, uh, you know, really uh, would like, uh, you know, the opportunity to come by during the expo. Uh, to really kind of learn about our brand and take our product. Definitely. And we invite everyone to the Religion Tequila booth and uh, the main stage at the actual convention center. And uh, we're going to we're gonna make some noise, Jesse. Like I said, yeah. Pope, Pope Bobby Mack will be uh, having, <laughs> having a lot of attention uh, brought to, uh, to the booth. But listen, I, I want to thank you for, uh, you know, entrusting us to get the word of... Uh, the word of the Lord to the, to the masses <laughs> yes. and, um, and trusting us to, um, you know, form a partnership with your brand and, and really, uh, get it out to the adult industry. We're very excited to be teaming up with you guys and, and we can't thank you enough for your continued support. No, I thank you guys. And I appreciate uh, having me on today. Oh yeah, for sure. I just want people to get to know who you are. You know, it's one thing to sit here and go, you know, we got this great tequila and this guy is backing us and we're doing this and we're doing that. You know, it's it's almost forced the other way. So I'd rather just say, hey, man, Jesse's with us. They got a great story. We're family now. You're right. part of the family. You're part of the team. We have a partnership. This isn't a sponsor. It's a partner. So we want people to get to know who you are and that you are very approachable. And, and when you when they see you at Expo and they want or they need information to, you know, um, get the product on the shelves, 
you're a person that's attainable and that that's kind of our goal right now with this. So, so feel free to come on the show anytime you want. You're we're, we're partners. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. And I welcome you to come by the booth. I look forward to meeting everybody at Expo. Oh, we're going to be all over that booth. Trust me. Trust me. Bobby, anything you want to say to Jesse last going around? No, I'm looking forward to seeing him in Expo this year. That's for sure. And the taste test next week with you, I'm going to put you up against you it. You want to do a taste test? Okay. Oh, yeah. I like yeah. that. I like yeah. that. Josh? I'm definitely all in for a taste test as well. I'm looking forward to seeing you in Vegas. And uh, until then, we'll be enjoying those fine religion tequila Oh, products. and by the way, Jesse, Josh gets uh, royalties on anything that's played with that that song uh, in any religion <laughs> Wait, well, commercials. First of all, we don't want uh, Morgan Freeman to sue us, so I guess like we'll just call it even. It's then. Morgan Mac Freeman, <laughs> right. which is completely different from Morgan different Freeman. Different person, yes, you're right. <laughs> Yeah. So, All right. hey Jesse, thanks, man. We appreciate you. Yeah, thank you, guys. All, All right. right, be good, Jesse. We'll talk to you soon, bud. Jesse Lee, everybody. Yeah, sounds good. Bye, Jesse. Bye. All right, so there it is, man. Yeah, man, we got religion in our life in 2020. How about that? Yeah, man. I'm, I'm, who, who would have thought? I, see, now I could taste the difference between different tequila. Like, if you give me uh, any tequila, like besides Patron, I'm gonna know right away that's really? not Patron. Yeah, I could tell right away. I, it's so sour to me. Like, I, I make that face, and it's just bitter. And I don't I, mind I, it. I, I've, I've been never drinking, been a big. I, I don't drink that much anymore. And mm. when I used to drink, I was more of like a whiskey guy. <laughs> uh, but then I started like now I drink once in a while, and I will either go tequila or vodka just because it's cleaner and it's yeah. just better for you, you know? right, so, right right so i'll either go like the tito's vodka or now religion tequila is my my brand now now um, our goal <clears throat> getting back to the super bowl here our goal is to have religion tequila one day have their own super bowl spot and i'm thinking you know it should be like bobby mack doing the commercial what would if you could do a super bowl commercial bobby what would it be like do you have a uh, an idea of a circus yeah, that, would, put now, that would all depend on whatever product I'm promoting to be honest with you uh, the Super Bowl commercial this year that t- blew me away was and I posted it was that Jeep was able to get Bill Murray to reenact how the fuck Bill Murray doesn't want to do shit. shit so they must have offered him an ungodly amount of money man I, Like he, as I understand it he doesn't even have an agent he has one phone number yeah. sometimes he picks up the phone sometimes he doesn't yeah. you leave a message period if he's interested he'll call you back and that's the only way you can get a hold of him not only did they get Bill to revive the entire movie for this Jeep commercial they had to recreate the entire set yeah they had Ned Ryerson. Ned Ryerson. <laughs> they got Bill Murray's brother, Brian Doyle Murray, to play the Groundhog Keeper. Yeah, yeah. And they reconstructed the entire city. It was just fucking amazing. Dude, I shit myself. That's I was... Crazy. I, I'm i sorry about that. <laughs> Don't ever hit that button. <laughs> I fixed that. That's that's the thing about having the thing on the Bluetooth now, is that it was just picking up all my little phone noise. Oh, the Bluetooth just yeah, shuts yeah. off? You, yeah, I, I got it off now. But uh, but that's why when when Jesse was talking, we heard those beeps and stuff. That uh-huh. was actually my boss trying to call me. Oh, I see that. <laughs> yeah, blow him off. Yeah, yeah, I know. He's he's got to be pissed. I never answer the phone for this bastard. I know. Yeah, you don't answer the phone a lot for anybody. I know. Yeah, man. so I try to get a hold of you all weekend. But but sorry, Bobby. Go ahead. <laughs> it would depend on the on on the product that I'm promoting. Right. So it's religion all- to Gila, I could just picture you in like the oh yeah. You know, Oh, it would be the Morgan Freeman. Oh, yeah. It would never make it to air. No, it wouldn't. It but would. I would definitely have Josh's hook in it. Yeah. That, the, the improved hook that he put on the new. Yeah, uh, see, the listeners didn't get to hear the original song I did because there was an original version of that song that I decided after we recorded the show, I was like, you know what? Not good enough. I could do better than that. 
And so I redid it for them. Yeah. yeah. And then when I heard the, the closing on that, I'm like, like, I picture the masses making that chant, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Holy shit, he got it. He Worship nailed it. Yeah, he really nailed it. Yeah. It was so good. That is going to be the biggest, in this company's future, that is going to be the biggest tag. Oh, for yeah. Sure. Yeah. For sure. Oh, for sure. That's Wor- worship, uh, worship tequila. tequila. Seek religion. Seek religion. Yeah. yeah. That's the way to do it. Double entendre. So what did you guys think of the halftime show? I, I loved it. Yeah, I loved it. Let me it. just tell you, like, I was I was so excited. Sydney and I were both sitting there. We watched the whole thing, right? Mm-hmm. My wife is Latin. Uh, we're DJs in the strip club industry, so we, you know, this is our forum. This is basically what's going on. And I was sitting to myself saying, wow, I can't imagine them have done anything more Miami than what they just did. So I go on Facebook to see how many other people loved it like I did, and I couldn't believe <laughs> the, complaining. the, the hate? fucking blanket oh, of hate coming yeah. out. These people, because they want... Like Metallica to play or something. Like, come listen, on. Listen. That was, a, that was a great show. And for Miami, you couldn't have asked for a better. Listen, I sat through Tanya Tucker. I sat through Coldplay. <laughs> I sat through oh. all these bullshit. Even the Black Eyed Peas show. Oh, that was a shitty one, yeah. Dude, there was so much bullshit being hired for fucking, for Super Bowl. Finally, you got, you have an amazing, like, tell me that wasn't the most amazing visual show. It was impressive. Visually, when when, when they were, when when the stage itself crumbled, yeah, and it looked like she was on a oh, on the yeah, top of a yeah. little mountain piece like and everything waterfall and shit. It, that, yeah, was yeah, that was sick. Nuts. That was sick. That was nuts. Now, what did you guys think about J Lo incorporating pole tricks into her uh, routine? Well, you know, I, it's twofold. It's supposed to be family friendly. Uh, you know, the NFL wants to keep it. That the whole Janet Jackson wardrobe malfunction thing slip. really changed the way the halftime show. I. Thought it was classy, sexy. If there's such a thing, of course it was. Yeah, like you know? we can watch, we can watch Britney Spears do that in her circus concert, and we can watch Aguilera do that in her dirty concert. And remember, stripper poles have become very mainstream. Now. Right? Oh yeah. You know, it's very part of the fitness. They're even doing something in the Olympics with it that I heard. Speaking of the Olympics, I've never seen more crotch in spandex than I've than when I watch the Olympics. <laughs> yeah. they, got, they got girls thrusting their vaginas at me off of a pommel horse. Hundred <laughs> percent. Come 100%. on. Hundred percent. Who are we crying about here? I thought the butt off at the end was pretty cool. The butt the, off. Where, where both both of them had their asses Battle in the of camera, the booty. That was a moment. And they did the little shakes. I thought Shakira with the rope was sexy as hell. Yeah. Um, I, I actually got to watch the halftime show when I got home that night. I actually yeah. went on YouTube and actually watched it because, you know, you got to see the halftime show. But the one thing I was disappointed about was the fact that Shakira was uh, lip syncing, right? No. that bothered the shit out no, of me. No, I didn't notice that. that but really I figured on a show me. like that, I figured they, that's she, probably what they have to do. Sometimes when you're in that that amazingly high no, physical high physical demand. I get it. I just hate yeah. it. Or usually whenever artists perform on live TV, not well, a lot of the time, you know, they, they just kind of have this just the way they do yeah. it with live what TV. What were you going to say? Sometimes. I was going to say I was disappointed that there was no Mr. Ooh. 305, Mr. Worldwide Dude, himself. Dude, what was up with that? How are you going to do Super Bowl? My, I mean, is Pitbull still relevant in pop music? Oh, 100%. But you know what? He actually... Him you and have I, to say A thousand percent. I, I actually had a conversation with him about this a couple months ago. He was in the club. Yeah. And I asked him straight up, are you doing halftime for Super Bowl? And he goes, no, Papa, I'm not doing it. And I said, how is that even possible? How is that remotely even... He goes, you know, sometimes things aren't what they naturally appear, man. I'm like, yeah. how can they do a halftime show without Mr. 305 in Miami? Like, how can that happen? And he goes... Think about it. The baseball all-star ha- uh, show, mm. I, you know, like, in other words, 
you got to sometimes move out of the way and let other it's people like, do their thing. Kulo came out a long time ago. Let's uh, face it. Oh, no, but he's got... <laughs> I know, I know. Even he's the new Bad uh, Boys movie, with the, he's got three hot tracks. Know, on usually successful artists, I know. But I was surprised that they didn't have him, especially uh, with J-Lo, Shakira. I mean, that would have just been the trifecta right Yeah, now. he's got a, he's got a feature in one of J-Lo's, in her biggest song. I thought for sure at least he was going to come out for that little I cameo. I did too, but it just didn't happen. It didn't happen. No. Was or shocking. I was expecting, you know, sometimes they throw you for a loop with a crazy off the wall uh, appearance like when Bruno Mars performed with Red Hot Chili Peppers I don't think you know nobody really expected that combination no it wasn't Red Hot Chili Peppers oh wasn't that uh, it was Beyonce Coldplay. and Coldplay okay maybe that's what yeah, I'm thinking was, of yeah. I know Red Hot Chili Peppers did something one year too but yeah but uh so yeah so uh, you know sometimes they bring in somebody like that you never expect them. well I was very like if they would have brought out like Marilyn Manson or something I would have been like holy shit I, I'll tell you what I have been extremely fortunate and blessed in my life I've been to multiple Super Bowls, and and I have seen, in my opinion, two of the very best of all time I was in attendance for. And I got to see Prince sing Purple Rain in the rain the last time it was Oh, yeah, that was a good show. Best ever. That was crazy. That's my top Super Bowl. That was insane, right? And... I have this this one which is attached to the kind of a long story, and I hate to give you guys a long story, but it's a great story. Do tell, Paul McCartney, right? Yeah, singing, uh, you know, at the very na 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 and hearing sixty thousand people doing that at yeah. the top of their lungs, yeah, and the visual and being there, and like I'll never forget that. Without the story I'm about to tell you, will go with me to my grave as. The, one of the highlights of my life. Okay, so it starts back in the old Tootsies. This is, I want to say, 18, 19 years ago. That's how long it goes. Whenever Jacksonville, uh, you could probably pull it up. Uh, it was the Super Bowl in Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. It was uh, the Patriots versus the Eagles. I remember that specifically. So whatever date that was, that's how long ago this story was. Yeah. There was this girl that worked at Tootsies. She was an entertainer. Her name was Eileen. I'll never forget her. Great tipper. Cool chick. And she was having a, she was dating an NFL football player who was one of the biggest all-time NFL football players. Like, I'm not going to ever say his name, you know, because that would be wrong. But I'll just put it to this way. He currently is in the Hall of Fame. That's how big of an NFL player. Oh, that narrows it down. Okay. So, very, very (laughs) big deal. And she was, we, we were at tip out time after work one night, and she's standing in line waiting to tip, and she's just, Really going on about this guy. He buys me cards. He gets me in my house. Whatever I ask him, he'll do no matter what. She's just bragging and bragging. Yeah. My roommate at the time was a DJ at the club. And he's a real smart guy. And he called her bluff right in front of all of us. And he goes, really? He goes, get us get us Super Bowl tickets. I want to sit 50-yard line. She's like, done. And I go, listen, you pull that off. You don't have to tip out me for a month. Yeah. Right? She goes, done. Done. Wow. So that week, we, we, we were told we were getting four Super Bowl tickets, 50-yard line. That's what we were told. And she told us. She kept telling us, he's, he's bringing it tomorrow. He's bringing it tomorrow. Well, now all of a sudden, it's like Super Bowls the next week. It's Monday. We was don't hear Tampa, anything. you said? No, it was Jackson, in Jacksonville. Oh, okay. Jacksonville was um, um, the Patriots versus the, the Eagles. And um, Tuesday rolls around, nothing. Wednesday rolls around. Thursday rolls around. Now, now like, because... It was going to be me, the DJ, the other DJ, 
the owner of the club and the entertainer manager. The four of us were going with these four tickets because we all kind of had a, we were all kind of really prodding her to make sure that this happened. Sure. We wanted to go to Super Bowl. Fuck yeah. So Thursday night, two o'clock in the morning, there's a knock at the DJ booth door. I open the door and here is this future NFL Hall of Famer. And he's just staring at me going, hey, Platt, what's going on? And he hands me an envelope. And inside that envelope was four 50-yard line seats. We were row two wow. on the 50-yard line at the Super Bowl. I had better seats some Puff Daddy. Holy shit. So what I'm about to tell you is an absolute true story. And this all happened within minutes of each other. Okay. Your boss, mm-hmm. Michael Bianco, yeah. was the food and beverage director at the time at the Jacksonville Stadium. So we went and stayed at his apartment where he lived like, you know, 15 minutes away from the stadium. So we stayed there. He got us a ride to work, and then we waited for him afterwards, and he took us back home. And then we took a plane back home the next day. It was just a quick in, quick out. While we're at the game, of course, we're going to buy all these souvenirs and shit. You know, you're at the Super Bowl. You're freaking out. Buying hats, shirts for my family members, all this stuff. And we just had all these bags, and we wanted to put it in Bianco's office. So he, I call him on the phone and say, where do I go? He told me where to go, and he was going to meet us and put our stuff in the office. So as we're walking down the hallway, you have all the Eagles fans and all the Patriots fans are, are chanting, and they kind of met in the middle. It was almost like West Side Story. Like yeah, well, these are the two most obnoxious fans yeah, it was crazy. of all time. Yeah. It was just fucking crazy. And um, as this is going on, I'm looking at these two fans like almost fighting with each other, like they were going to have a fist fight. And, as I'm, and we're walking. I mean, there's two, there's, you know, crowds going north and south down these corridors. As I turn to look the other way, somebody smacks right into me. You know, like when somebody hits you, you see stars? Boom. Right. So that happens, and I look over, and the guy's like, he grabs my arm. He's like, I'm so sorry. You okay, mate? You okay? You all right? I'm so sorry. I look up. It was Sir Paul McCartney. Oh, my God. I'm like, are you kidding me? Am I all right? Like, you're, you're, you got to be kidding me. You can punch me, and I'll be fine. <laughs> so so um, Paul McCartney just... Continues walking. Now, my buddy Adam, who's the entertainer manager, you remember Adam? I do. So so Adam is, is standing next to me, and I look at him as if to say, dude, I just butt heads with Paul McCartney, literally. Like, I'm freaking out. Like, I literally just, like, Paul McCartney just touched me. Like, literally <laughs> touched me. I'm freaking the fuck out. Inappropriately. Whatever. It was Paul McCartney. <laughs> yeah. He could have, you know, he could have attempted homicide on me. I would have been just as excited. <laughs> so, you know, I, get, I look over at Adam and Adam's like floating in the air. And I'm like, what the fuck? Am I tripping? What the, what's going on here? And then all of a sudden, I feel somebody pick me up from the back and lift me. And I'm a big guy. Wow, like a figure skater. Yes, just like a figure skater. What the fuck? Well, it was the Secret Service because President Bush and President Clinton were going to the field for the coin toss. Oh, shit. So I got, so me and Adam got pushed out of this corridor into another corridor. And at this point, now we look at each other like, that like holy shit! George Bush just moved us out of the fucking way. It was crazy. <laughs> wow! Like this all happened within seconds of each other, Josh. Seconds. Now we're in the back end zone where ESPN is broadcasting live, and behind Chris Berman's right shoulder, if you look at the pregame of that Super Bowl, there's me and Adam on TV 
for the pregame. <laughs> so now we got to a place where Bianco couldn't get to us. So he's like, look, I can't get you in my office. It's too busy. Just go back to your seats. I'm sorry. So we take our bag of goodies. We go back to our seat. Now we're telling everybody, like, you're not going to believe it just happened. They're like, yeah, right, whatever. Insane. Swear to God. So now I go grab a beer. Because the seats are on, like, the 50-yard line, there's a tunnel on the field. So you actually go down these steps, and you go on the field into a tunnel, and there's, like, this little VIP area that we had because we had all access. Um, so, <clears throat> excuse me. So... As I'm walking down there, I see the Black Eyed Peas where they just finished doing the open. Um, before the national anthem, they usually do like a thing, yeah, a little concert. So they did a couple songs, and there's Fergie, and there's Will I Am, and 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 you know the rest of the Black Eyed, you know they're right there. So I just walking past them, I'm like, I'm going on a beer run. Anybody want a beer? And Will I Am says, Yeah, grab me a Heineken. I go, No problem. So I go in line and get myself a beer. <laughs> I got Will I Am a beer, and I handed him a beer. Wow. And he goes, what do I owe you? I'm like, nah, don't worry about it. I'm a fan. I'm a DJ. That's why I saw him. Yeah. Like, I'm a DJ. I play your music all the time. I'm like, it was that sound me. I go back up to my seat, watching the game. About game starts. We're halfway through the first quarter. Somebody taps me on the shoulder, hands me a Corona. I look over, and there's Will I Am, and he's waving at me from the fucking like the, the the edge of the row. He's getting you back. He he hooked me back up. Oh, I thought he need, I thought he needed another beer. He was like, "Hey, Garcon, <laughs> need another one he, over here." He bought me a beer. Oh, that's cool. So that was my halftime. That was that's like that. It, it was in, so at halftime was Paul McCartney, and he and that was the most incredible moment. So you probably met in my two life. American presidents, uh, rock and roll legends. Mm -hmm. And uh, sports royalty, yeah, and pop star, William. yeah. Not to mention all the other celebrities that were sitting around us. We had better seats than Puff Daddy. We had better seats. Oh, he must have been mad. It was crazy. It was crazy. It was Super Bowl thirty-eight, February six, two thousand five. That there you go. So was that yeah. 15, 15 at Altel Stadium, Jacksonville, Florida? Wow. Yep. Paul hmm. McCartney. He set list was drive my car, get back, live and let die, and Hey Jude. Yeah, he had to Hey Jude, and it was fucking incredible. It was wow. incredible. That's awesome. Yeah. I also saw the Rolling Stones at the Super Bowl. I, uh, what, was it, what do you think was the best halftime uh, performance? Prince, Prince or Michael Jackson. Yeah, I'm going to say Prince yeah. was a good one. Uh, I remember enjoying the Tom Petty. I remember saying, like, shit, he's got so many bangers that I just, you just kind of forget about how many great songs Tom Petty has until you start hearing them all in a row. And then you're like, holy shit, so many great songs. There was something really special being in the rain at the Super Bowl while Prince was singing Purple, Purple Rain. Rain. It was just special, dude. Right, it was yeah. a moment. Like, like, I'm with him. I don't think anyone has better ballad stadium hits than Paul McCartney because he's a Beatle and his songs are worldwide global. So when he does Live and Let Die, yeah. it's not just him. It's 100,000 people singing with him. It yeah. makes the fucking hair stand up on the end of your skin. Yeah. There's nothing like being in a stadium while someone like Paul McCartney is doing a global yeah. song that kids from three years old to 75 years old are singing the words to. It just It's an experience. Yeah. However, when it started to pour rain, everyone was afraid that Prince was going to cut the halftime yeah. show short because you got all this electrical equipment on stage, you know, your electric guitars and everything. And he embraced the fuck out of it, plugged in, walked out, and sang and played electric guitar in the rain yeah. while singing yeah. Purple Rain in the rain. Sure. What, you know the end chorus of that song where they go, duh, 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 and he's just doing, I can't do it, my voice is shot, but yeah. you know what I'm saying? You know, at yeah, the end of that? those super high screamer notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was just 
there was just the whole stadium was shaking and it was just it was just fucking incredible i mean i've had some really like i said i'm very blessed i i've had an amazing career an amazing life and it has opened up so many opportunities for me to do and experience some really cool stuff going to super bowls Granted, I you know I loved working the Super Bowls. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah. You know this oh, yeah. this year was a lot of it was crazy and it was on the, on the work side of things it was nutty. But to actually be able to experience something like that and 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 it, I can't even describe it. Oh yeah, you know. But Prince was probably for me or Michael Jackson was the best halftime show ever. I remember. So we were, we were giving away tickets at Monroe's. For the Super Bowl, which we did, right? And I had the pair in my hands, and I'm and I I text a picture to Cindy. I'm like, look what I got. And she goes, Oh, did you Photoshop that? And I go, No, that it's tickets to the Super Bowl. And uh, <laughs> first, she, like the was, first thought is that Bobby right. counterfeited the tickets. <laughs> so uh, she looked up online at the time, I guess, because they were just you know we had whatever seats we had, which aren't going to be fifty yard line first row seats, yeah, obviously it was crazy. And even the average ticket was going for five grand. Yeah. So you're talking about ten or, or twenty five grand, twenty five hundred at least, mm-hmm. f- five grand a, a pair, and that's for the worst seat. In yeah. The oh house. yeah, just to yeah. be there. So just she's to be like, there. you know, she's like, what would you do? I'm like, I would sell them. Like, I, I, I got to admit, like, I'm not invested in either of these teams. Right. This is not. It's not Paul McCartney playing. Right. Like, what am I basically paying? You know, twenty five hundred a ticket for to see J Lo for seven J Lo versus Shakira booty bounce off. Yeah, you can go to Vegas and see that for dude. I could fuck J Lo for fifteen minutes. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like, uh, yeah, I would, uh, I would let someone else who. You know, I will say this too. Now that was you said fifteen years ago, right? Two thousand five. You looked that up. So fifteen years ago, when we went to that game, and mind you, our seats were sick. Yeah. We asked the people, there were Eagle fans sitting around us, and we were asking them, like, just, I, I hate to ask, but what did you drop on these tickets? The dude looked at us, he goes, I took a second mortgage out of my house. 100K? No, it was uh, it was over 20, though. It was like 25 for, for two tickets. Jesus. For, and that was gonna... 15 years ago. You know, they play this on TV for free, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know what, man? Like, the year the Bears were in the Super Bowl, I would have spent any amount of money to go to that game. Wow. I would have given, given a kidney to be at that game. Wow. Yeah. I mean, when you're that diehard of a fan, like Bobby said, he had nothing invested into it. He could sell those tickets. No, I, I couldn't do that. You know, I just yeah. couldn't. So pretty crazy, though. Crazy, man. Billy Joel is good. Like, And I'm, I'm not trying to subvert topics here, but you talk about expensive tickets. It's yeah. one of the things he addresses every time that he's in concert. Like every time you see him, and I've mm-hmm. seen him several times, he's... Uh, He's very grateful that because he knows that ticket prices are going up. There's nothing you can do about it. Right. You know, like, because no matter what he sets the price at, other people down the line are going to get their money. Yeah. And uh, so he always performs extra for the people in the in the upper bowl or he'll do something nice. Like he'll bring down a fan from the upper bowl to come down and sit stage side. Like he always does something. And one year it was somebody's birthday and he and uh, and he goes he had the guy out you know usually you come out for an encore after you do the whole show and it's over he usually would come out and do another song he goes but it's this guy's birthday and he all he wants to do is sing highway to hell so he gives the the guy the microphone and the guy gets up on top of his piano and sings <laughs> highway to hell with billy joel's band and 65,000 awesome. people going nuts for his birthday that's, that's great that's, yeah that's so. really cool so one event that you would you can go to like any time 
that the perfect event, whether it's a Super Bowl, Woodstock, wh- where would you go? You, you have you have the ability to go to any event back in time. Where would you go? Uh, I'd like to go to Fist Fest. Um, <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to go to. I, I wish I could like magically go back to Studio Fifty Fifty Four when that and was experience happening. that. I wonder what that was like. I could. I'd love to be popped into that universe. You know, I wonder if you'd be disappointed though because of all your years in the business. Maybe I you've mean, lived Studio Fifty Four. That's true. That's true. I don't know. I mean, like everybody says Woodstock or something like that, but I know Woodstock was a fucking was a mess. It was filthy. It was yeah, gross. It was I mean, people talk about it because they survived it like it was Vietnam. Yeah. But as far <laughs> as being there, yeah, yeah being there was probably horrible. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. The only reason you got through is because you were high. So as Studio hell. Fifty Four would be like your event, huh? I don't know. Like I haven't put that much thought into it, but yeah, if I had a time machine, that would be one thing I would definitely stop back. What about you, Josh? Yeah, shit. I don't know, man. I really don't know. I just I don't even like to leave the house, so I'd, <laughs> I'd pick I'd pick like my living room four years ago. I mean, I and I say that because I've got no, to I, see Joel, Cartney, John. I've got to see all my you yeah. know my biggies already. So there's yeah, nobody, Ozzy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I've seen all the biggies too. So it's like it's 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 a tough one, but I think you know after nine eleven, YouTube YouTube did this concert in Madison Square Garden where they had all the names from the flights. Yeah, you know that, and all the names from the towers, and it was just basically everyone who died tragically in nine eleven. They had on this big screen, and it just went. Well, they they were playing their their encore, and it was a moment that was like, I guess if you YouTube it or if you look look into it, it's um, it's oh Tiggs is gonna bring down the whole house yeah, right it's now. Fucking pain in the ass, this dog. Hold on a second. You know, every week we record this thing, and the dogs usually chewing on something or just fucking around, getting tangled up in the wires. She's uh, very tangled right now. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to fuck up the whole show, Tiggs. Jesus, <laughs> go lay down. Okay. No, I just saw the whole console coming oh, off the, come on. the table for a second. talking about the hate, Super Bowl. God damn it. I, I hated to say that, but I lost my place. What was I saying, Bobby? You were talking about the YouTube concert. Oh, yeah. So, so like, if you YouTube that and you look at look at that, it's it's they say one of the greatest moments ever as far as a concert, moving-wise and what it meant and the whole thing. So I think I would... Definitely, and I've seen you two in in concert a bunch of different times, but that would have been one of the moments I think I would definitely you know, want to. No, or maybe I, the Berlin Wall when they had that big concert after the Berlin Wall came down. That might have been David cool. Hasselhoff got up there and performed. Fuck yeah, I'd, go, I'd Hasselhoff. Um, I, uh, I've i never been to uh, like an EDM festival. They always look like a lot of fun. I've never attended one. That might be something I got to do before I get too old. Burning Man? Burning Man be fun. Yeah. yeah I'd do that. Would you go to Burning Man? Yeah. Yeah, I'd go. Would you be naked and wear like all kinds of paint? And I'll stuff set like the guy that? on fire myself if I gotta. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you survived Juggalo Fest. Or I did. It the was, Gathering so. of the Juggalos is something that has now, more recently, kind of gained attention. As like, like I'll see like you know, um, like reporters actually go there to like cover this event now because it's just so captivated by this whole subculture that evolved from it, but. But yeah, I, I, I get to go and perform there a couple of times, which was the photos online are great. Like if you look up Burning Man photos online, you'll see like tons of these gorgeous people and all of these amazing desert shots yeah. and ridiculous, awesome costumes. I mean, elaborate things. And then you get you you Google the 
gathering of the Juggalos photos and you see a, a shit ton of people me, like our age, our weight, teabagging each other in their yeah. sleep. Yeah, yeah it's garbage weird, man. Like, like, um, yeah, like, of course, you know, the people paint their faces up like clowns and shit. But, like, you know, after a, a couple hours and the shit starts dripping down and, like, they're all fucked up. Everyone's on drugs. It is terrifying. <laughs> Uh, but there is sort of like this uh, very family type, like everyone's like supports and loves each other. And like, you know, you don't fuck with anybody. If you see somebody getting fucked with, you stick up for them and that kind of thing. And so like there is a lot of love there. Now, on the other side of that, there's not a lot of security there. Um, <laughs> they have hired their own security. Right. Um, but the police could not go onto that property unless like they were called there or whatever. So they couldn't actually like patrol the place or anything. They, they were posted at like entrances, like on dirt roads. This place was in the middle of nowhere, cave in rock, Illinois. It's like literally in the middle of nowhere. It's just a campground out there. So, um, they kind of took the law into their own hands. So like, if you got caught stealing out of somebody's tent or car or something like that, they had what they call juggalo jail, which was literally like cages, where like they would lock you in a cage and like maybe somebody will let you out eventually. Maybe some nice people come bring you bottled water or something. But people were like in these cages, like in the sun, like, can somebody please let me the fuck out of here? Like, I'm sorry I tried to rob your shit, but like I'd rather you call the cops at this point because I'm sitting here rotting in juggalo jail. Do wow. they get to it pee on you and complete stuff? Complete fucking anarchy. The year I was there, I wanna say like there's a little swimming hole, like lake you could swim in, and it's all just fat people floating around in there and stuff. <laughs> And I guess somebody had a pocket full of fucking acid tabs in their fucking <laughs> pants. And all the fucking, you know, they jumped into the water and with the pocket full of acid, like, dissolved and, like, everybody in the water was fucked up. The fucking, uh, the, the, the swamp life was all fucking tripping and shit. It was... <laughs> The fish were, <laughs> dude. It was swimming sideways. Uh, like, yeah, like I think people died that year. It was shrimp got out and started walking. It was something that I. It was an experience for sure. Right. right. I, I wouldn't. I was invited to come back and do it like other other years, and and I frogs think, like, were was doing a, pinwheels in the it was grass. Like, it was like a one and done for me. I, I didn't want to go back. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't do it because well, it's not even like a hotel close by. Like, if you no. want to stay at a hotel, it's like hours away. Like, you're really like in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, a lot of people, you know, you think Illinois, you think the city of Chicago and all this. You know, half of Illinois is just cornfields. I mean, like, it's just yeah, it's just somewhere like on the line of like Indiana or something. Yeah, I mean, really there's like, a lot of nothingness in Illinois. Yeah, it was it really there. is. It was out there, just hours and hours of just empty fields. There was no phone service. If you wanted to use the phone. There was a statue of a pig on a hill somewhere. And like, so people were like, yeah, you got to go find the pig on top of the hill. And I'm like, what the fuck kind of drugs are these people on? You got to go find a pig on a hill if you want to communicate. <laughs> like, but sure enough, I walked around and I found the pig on top of the hill. And that was the only spot on the property where for some reason you had phone service. Wow. Yeah, it was, it was weird, man. It was a weird event. <laughs> <laughs> well, Bobby used to do, uh, what, what was that? Film that you'd go see the movie theater. You'd go to the movie theater to the see Rocky the, Horror Picture. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was pretty wild. Of course, yeah. yeah I mean, so we were fucking. I think uh, that's 14, his version 15. of Juggalo Jail. Oh well, yeah. It was the basically like you said. Like he said it's the 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 leftover people, and they're in their own element. They're with yeah. each other. There's yeah. no rules, but there's a lot of love, and we're all running around in our fucking underwear on on drugs. That's fucking great. And it was you know decades of that. Yeah. You know? 
it still goes on. Yeah. Yeah. Millennials today don't have that. They don't have those type of stories. And and that's what, you know, I worry about with even with our industry and the, the, the young, nightlife industry in general is the younger yeah. people that are taking over now when, where we used to be. Yeah. There's no way they're going to have like stories like that. There's no way they're going to be able to connect like that. No, I think they just are into different shit. It's you know? so different. It, it seems like like they enjoy uh, having experiences and going on trips and traveling, and they enjoy good food. And they enjoy eating. likes, right? Well, that too. too much of the world is 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 trying is is they're focused on trying to make everything so overly safe that any time yeah. that something crosses a line or crosses a boundary, whether it's a joke, a post. Uh, a video, uh, anything, it, people have to be the first person to point out how it crosses a line right. instead of enjoying it for what it was intended Case for. Case in point, what, where this conversation started, which was the Super Bowl halftime show. Yeah. As Bobby said, I was genuinely entertained. Yeah, yeah. That was great. But the second I went online, what did you uncover? Yeah. You know? And here's the thing. Think about what I just said. They have to be the first person to point it out. It's not that they themselves were offended. They just want to be the first person to point it Correct. out. Which is not being right. offended. That's virtue signaling. Yeah, you want That's to... you saying, oh, I recognize how inappropriate that is. Look right. what a good person I am right. because I notice how inappropriate. Fuck you. You're a strip club DJ, Tim Rhodes. I know for a fact <laughs> that you fucking see fat pussy. I mean, Matt... Matt McGuire said it best. I mean, you see a fucking 50-year-old Latin woman in stripper gear on a pole, and you call that offensive? We call that day shift, bitch. <laughs> what the fuck are you kidding? Oh, I'm offended. Fuck you, you're not offended. You just want to be the first person to get up and say, oh, I don't think that's appropriate. Look how what a good person I am. Look, right. I don't think it's fair. Fuck you. Fuck you. Give you, me a break. You got to show everybody you're woke. It's a big but thing he, now, it's, he just, it's the one, per, I mean, I'm just, I pick on him for, because he had a few posts about it, but there were so many people yeah. in our industry as well right. that did the same thing. And, it, and thank God for people like Natasha Nova that got up and, and showed everyone her vagina and said, fuck all of you fucking fake people. Yeah. Like, do we, do we have to be the first person to stand up and slut shame? Absolutely everything. Do we have to piss on everything? Like, did yeah. you really not enjoy that? Was it really not fucking fun to watch? Of course it was. Yeah, of course it was. Social media sometimes makes me not love this industry as much as I do. I'm telling you guys, once you're off that social media, the only people in my life are the people that are really in my world. You and Bobby and Bianco and just the people that are in my life. Yeah. And that's it. Outside of that. I don't have to deal with any of the, any of. It. So whenever people talk about like backlash and people posting stuff and you know you can't say anything, you could say whatever the fuck you want in the real world. No one's gonna say shit to you. It's just once you get off social media, all that bullshit is gone. Yeah, yeah, it's a much better place to live. It's I live, crazy. I live like it's the '90s again. But uh, it's, it's, while we're on the topic of the Super Bowl halftime show, and a lot of people were upset that it was such a heavily Latin influenced show it's because Miami, it's Miami, exactly. Right. And uh, you know, Super Bowl has always part been a, a big part of American culture, and Hispanic culture is now a big part of American sure. culture as well. Um, J Lo came out, brought out um, J Balvin, which I thought was cool. Mm -hmm. He's, bad bunny. He, he's, he's and bad bunny also and he's got that that smash hit song right now that cake calor which is been a big hit now for a while i think i started playing it back at the club maybe september october whenever it right. came out but it's, it's now it's huge and now with this performance it's going to be really big so this week instead of a spitfire of the week i thought maybe we could do like a spitfire karaoke if we could perform uh j balvin cake calor in spanish 
Yeah, I want you guys to just on your phone, just Google the lyrics. Josh, we don't even know Spanish. Well, that's what's going to make it entertaining. Okay. And we're going we're gonna to attempt to perform uh, this song. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull it up on my phone right now. And uh, I want everybody to do the same thing. Just look up uh, Que Calor lyrics. And, uh, and we're going tr- to try something. Que Calor? Yes, like Q-U-E and then C-A-L-O-R. And uh, All right, I got them. All right, you got the lyrics? Now, up? Platt, do you know what the original sound, song's like? Yeah. It's the one with Major Lager. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. Okay, all right. All right, so here it is, Spitfire Karaoke. I guess I'll get it started. All, all right. right. All right, here we go. I'm going to hit him with that once in a while. Here it comes. I really feel like we're at the halftime show uh, now. Que calor. <laughs> oh, wait. Wait wait for that beat to drop, and then I'm going to hit him. I'm going to hit him with the lyrics. Turn my headphones up. Que calor. Que En la discoteca. Que calor. Yeca. Para las muñecas, por favor. Queca en la discoteca, que calor. Queca para las muñecas, por favor. no entiende, yo es hablo español. Pero si aprendo canción de perfección. Por mi pato, por mi nación. Ni tanto discriminación. Eco no era su religión. Palo por el de chacha, que calor. Mara, que calor. All right, you want to you wanna take over, Platt? Que calor. That's the easier part. Yeah, that's the easy part. Que calor. Oh, this part's going to be hard. La mujer la como el vapor. <laughs> en la plano banado en sudor. Los bikini te cunda mejor. Tu eres mi amor. More, more, more. All right, Bobby. Cada vez que un vez booty. Yo me credo loco. Tule hasta abajo, Miami con mucho sobaco. <laughs> dale, 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 bala para la loco. Yes. Canta mala cagada la globa. Que calor. Que calor. En la discoteca. Oh, he's a whole calor. verse ahead of us. Que calor. Para las muñecas, por favor. Que calor. En la discoteca. Que calor. Yo, yo, yo. That's how we do it. Yeah. You know, I I play a, a, a largely Latin music format right. at my work. And so a lot of these songs, I just... I don't know the words. I just know them. It's like I, La Bamba. Like, you like, know the sounds to La Bamba, even though you don't know what the, the sounds mean. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's ba-da-da-da La Bamba, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is that, that no, one of the words? It's actually pa la ba la ba Whatever. Pa-da-da. It's ba-da-da-da La Bamba. Ba-da-da-da La Bamba. I don't know. So what do you say, fellas? I say... uh you know, uh, it was a crazy week, and I need a nap, so it's probably a, a good spot to end the show. I do want to, I do want to say something. Though. I know it's we haven't seen each other in a couple of weeks, and there's a lot that was going on in the news. And Corby Bryant thing oh, with, the, with the 
the helicopter crash. Yeah, sad. I hate talking about like death and stuff on on podcasts and whatnot. But how can you you know avoid that topic? Yeah, over yeah. The last I forget what we weeks. haven't uh, gotten together this week. Yeah, this is uh, terrible, big news. Yeah. terrible, terrible news. I just I wanted to tell a quick story. Kobe was in the club a couple different times. You know, he, he would come in with the team whenever they were in Miami. It's no secret to anybody. Um, he never did anything bad. He was a good guy, but I actually had a couple interactions with him. This one particular time, um, I was leaving work. Uh, I was working a mid-shift. This is how long ago it was. It was, you know, probably 2003, four somewhere on there. And uh, the Lakers were in town to play the Heat. And the whole team came into the parking garage in three black SUVs, and they closed the doors, and it was, like, real secretive. And as I'm walking out to get my car... I hear, you know, all this, you know, chatting and whatnot. And I get out to the garage, the parking garage, and there's Kobe. He's on his phone, and and he's yelling at somebody. He's like, you better get your butt in here, man. You know, everybody's here. We're going to have a good time. We're going to pop some bottles. We're going to, you know, like, you know, you're being a pussy. You're being, you know, this and that. And and as I walk out, he goes, even the DJ thinks you're a pussy. And he hands me, (laughs) he hands me a cell phone, and he goes, tell this fool to come in here. I go, sure, what fool am I speaking to? Who, you know, and he goes, it's D. Wade. So now Kobe Bryant hands me his cell phone to tell D. Wade that he's a pussy for not coming into Tootsies. So I get on <laughs> I get on the phone, I'm like, hey, what's up, D. Wade? It's platypus. And he's just like, Well, what's up? And I said, Yeah, you know, you should come on in. You know, we, we got got you covered, you know, we'll give you the upstairs and you got nothing to worry about. He goes, Listen. And he was married at the time. Okay. He yeah. goes, I'm going to put my wife on the phone. If you can convince her to let me out of the house to come to Tootsie's and hang out with the Lakers, he's like, I'll be there in 25 minutes. And I just looked at Kobe. I handed him his phone. I go, he ain't coming. (laughs) (laughs) And I remember when that happened, like Luke Walton, who was later became the the coach of the team, was like a rookie back then. This is how long ago this was. And he's jumping up and down like a little. You forget that these celebrity athletes are just basically – Overgrown kids, yeah. you know, they're fresh out of college, most of them, you know what right. I mean? And then we want to be around strippers. It's exciting. So he here's this kid. He's seven feet tall, jumping up and down, getting all excited. Going, I can't wait to get in there. How many girls you got in there? All day practice. All we talked about was how many girls. Sussy, 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 sussy. We got to get We got to go see the girl. Like, it was very exciting for him. But the one thing I remember about Kobe is Kobe never got drunk in our club. Kobe was always a gentleman. And he only went there with his team. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, like, I never saw him, like, just hang out like other players i have other superstars and he was just a good dude just really nice very polite to everybody and and that's just what i remember from my interaction with him it's just a a guy that just loved his teammates you know what i mean and he he got himself into some news before with all that stuff in colorado and he didn't want anyone knowing he was in a strip club but at the same time he didn't want to disappoint his team you know when the team's going out to have drinks you go with your team you know, and he was just that kind of guy, and it was just just a real nice, a real nice person. You know, I met a lot of celebrities in this business over the years, and he was one that really stuck out. And it was just sad. The whole thing is sad and it's terrible. But I just wanted to say a positive story about Kobe. You yeah, know? man. Yeah, great story, man. So I just figured I'd throw that out there, and you know, I don't know. Josh, did you ever meet Kobe? Um, no, no, I met. Um, oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I met the guy that invented Kobe beef. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe he just made it for me. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. It's like a Korean oh. place. You know, what are you going to do? 
But yeah, uh, it's hard to segue out of something like that. So I wanted uh, to save any it for more the uh, famous names you want to throw around. Or? No, I think I've <laughs> I, I, today. <laughs> I, I think I've uh, I've outdone myself today on as far as stories and whatnot. But again, you know that's just the way. You know, my life's been blessed. I've had these amazing opportunities to you know, meet some amazing people and do some amazing things. And I'm blessed and grateful every day that I continue to be able to do this. So. And if you're looking to do something great, think about booking a feature at your club. And if you're going to book a feature, there's no one else to call, but our man, Danny over there at centerfoldstrips.com. Hit up centerfoldstrips.com and let Danny and his team hook you up with the perfect event, whether it's features, porn stars, little people, maybe a sideshow act like Travis Bajan's arm wrestling show or a Hugh Hefner lookalike. Danny's the guy to get him in your club and turn your event into a success. Yeah, you don't want to know that smoke. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, uh, we wish you all a fond ado. Thank you for tuning in to Planet Platypus. We'll catch you next time on the Planet Platypus Show. Bye, everybody.